All right, good morning. For those of you who may not know, uh, my name is Aaron Stevens, and I am the youth minister here at the Church of Christ. So I have the honor of working with these young people on a daily basis. Um, but one of the cool things about my job is every once in a while I convince Ed to take the day off, and he uh, lets me come up here and present a lesson for you on a Sunday morning. So I am very excited to be with you folks this morning to share a little bit of God's Word with you. Before we dive into the lesson this morning, um, you may or may not have noticed there's some clipboards sitting around the church here this morning. Lizzie, you want to hold up that clipboard? Thank you, thank you. Um, and the reason that that is there, it's not for a potluck this time, um, but what we're going to be doing is in October, we are going to be launching our small groups. For those of you who may not be familiar with small groups, small groups are a really important part of what we do. Um, small groups give us an opportunity to do life together. Because we believe that we are not meant to live our lives alone and that we are truly better when we are together. So this is an opportunity for us to come together, to study with one another, to build relationships with one another, and to just have people that are moving towards the same goal as us that we know that we can count on and we can rely on. Um, I know for me, small groups have been a very, very important part of my life. Um, I'm very excited to have my brother Dan here this morning. Um, and I actually met Dan through a small group um, eight years ago-ish. And uh, through that small group, Dan and I have formed a friendship, and he, he has been one of the most important people in my life. And I'm very thankful to have him here with us this morning. But my point is, when you're involved in a small group, it gives you an opportunity to get together, to study the Word together, and to build those relationships. And more importantly, to have those people that you know that you can count on to celebrate the good times with you, to be there for you during the difficult times and the struggles, and just to do life together. So the reason that we have the clipboards out this morning is we need a couple things. Um, we need some people who are willing to host small groups in their homes or in another location. Um, we need people who are willing to lead small groups, and then we just want to know who's interested in getting involved in a small group. And, and in the next couple of weeks, we'll be able to start getting people kind of plugged into uh, small groups with people, again, who are either in close proximity to them or maybe in the same, uh, you know, same area that they would like to be in or even studying the same things that they would like to study. So I do want to encourage you, especially if you've never been in a small group before, I want to encourage you to get involved in a small group because, again, we feel that life is done better together, and this is a great opportunity for you to do that. And maybe if you haven't really gotten plugged into the church yet and really started to build relationships, it's a perfect opportunity for you to do that. So I want to encourage you to do that. The clipboards are on the center aisles, and they'll kind of get passed out to the outside edges as we go. Um, as we transition into the lesson, some of you have been asking um, what happened to our live stream and our recordings. Um, and for those of you who don't know, we've been through some transitions. We actually had to send our computers out to uh, have some work done on our computers, to have some safety and security measures put in place. Um, good Lord willing, we are back up and running this morning and live streaming, streaming this morning. And uh, Melissa Gould has agreed to be our test person. So hopefully she can see and hear me right now on the live stream. And hopefully we'll be back up and running. So you guys can feel free to share that with your friends or your family. Or if you're not able to be with us on a Sunday morning, it gives you an opportunity uh, to see what's going on here with our service and hear a message. So now, finally, that we got all the business out of the way, we're going to transition into our lesson this morning. So briefly this morning, what we are going to be talking about is we're going to be talking about open doors, and this is going to be seven ways to know if an open door is truly from God or not. 
Um, and again, I say we're going to take just a few minutes to talk about this because we're going to try and keep this short, sweet, and to the point. My wife says every time I'm up here that I talk too much. So I tried to explain to her that when the Holy Spirit takes over, we're really not in control, but I don't think she bought that. So um, we're going to try and keep this short, sweet, and to the point this morning. But I felt like it was a really important thing to share with you guys. One of the cool things about my job and getting to only be up here uh, once in a while is I get to talk to you guys about things that have been on my heart, things that have been on my mind, and things that I think that you might be able to benefit from. Um, for those of you who may not know our story, Lizzie and I um, were living in Phoenix for the last three years prior to me accepting the, the full-time position here at the church. And we were sitting at home on a Sunday afternoon and watching football, watching my beloved Dallas Cowboys, go Cowboys. Um, I know you guys are all Cowboys fans, so you can all agree with that. Or if nothing else, Brother Glenn's a Cowboys fan, so I know he's on my side with this one. But, you know, I was sitting at home on a Sunday afternoon and uh, watching the Cowboys play football. And for those of you who know me, I'm kind of in do not disturb mode when I'm watching the Cowboys. I don't answer my phone. I don't answer texts. I am locked in and watching the game because my Cowboys need me to be there to support them, right? They can't win without me, so I've got to be there and I've got to do my point, my part. So anyway, I'm sitting at home on a Sunday afternoon, and I'm watching football, and I'm sure the Cowboys were winning. Um, but anyway, and I got a phone call, um, and the phone call was, was uh, from one of our elders, and uh, I didn't get the call because I didn't have my phone with me. And Lizzie had a missed call on her phone, and I had an email, and I thought, well, I should probably return that phone call. <laughs> and it was our brother Ken, and, and Ken had said to me, um, hey, we're, we're looking for a, a full-time youth minister. Would you be interested in the position? And uh, to be honest with you, it kind of caught me off guard. It kind of caught me out of the blue. Uh, Lizzie and I were living in Phoenix at the time. At that time, uh, our baby was five months old, four months old. So I had a four-month-old baby at home. And my wife was under contract as a teacher until June. And this was November, this, October. Was it October? No? September. 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 Sorry. It was September. <laughs> Uh, see, this is why my wife is the best. Um, so anyway, so we, I get this phone call, and my wife is under contract for another seven months. But I had been praying for a long time that God would open a door for me to do full-time ministry. And when I got that phone call, the timing couldn't have been worse. Because here I was being offered a full-time position five and a half hours away from home where my wife and my baby would be. And she didn't have the option to leave her job at that time to come to California. So I, I spent a lot of time thinking, is this an open door from God or not? And that's what I want to share a little bit with you guys this morning. And, and as we kind of work our way through this and we start to unpack a little bit of this stuff, I'll tell you a little bit more about our story as we go. But I want to look at how we know when we're making decisions if that decision is what God has in mind for us or if it's of our own will. Now, I'm not talking about, should I go see this movie or that movie? Should I have pizza or burgers after church? I'm talking about decisions that impact your life, positions that impact you spiritually, and just decisions that you need to not make on your own. So don't get me wrong, we're not talking about little stuff here. We're talking about when we have that major decision that we have to make that impacts our family, our faith, and how do we figure out if that's truly from God or not. So we're going to unpack that this morning. The first thing I want to look at is, does it point to God's glory? Uh, Brother Chuck and I were actually having a conversation not too terribly long ago, 
And he, he was asking, posing the question, how do we make decisions? And the first thing that we needed to unpack was, does it point to God's glory? Because quite frankly, if the answer to that question is no, that the decision that you're making or the open door that you're seeking doesn't point to God's glory, then we can stop this conversation right there, right? Because if it doesn't point to God's glory, then it's not God opening that door for you. Now, the verse that I want to share with you is from 2 John chapter 1, verse 6. If you want to turn over in your Bibles, otherwise it's on the screen for your convenience. And it says, and this is love, that we walk in obedience to his commands. As you have heard from the beginning, his command is that you walk in love. So again, as Christians, we should be striving to always walk in accordance to what God would have us to do and to be doing things that are always bringing glory to God. And that doesn't mean that you have to be teaching a class. That doesn't mean that you have to be in front of the church on a Sunday morning presenting a lesson. It means that you should be, everything that you do should be to glorify God and never to take away from God's glory. The second thing that I want to look at, and this goes exactly kind of with point number one, it's almost the same point, but that is, does it line up with Scripture? So when we're thinking about those things, is this God opening this door for me? Is this, is this what God would have me to do? We should always be going back to the Scripture. And I love this verse. It's in Acts chapter 17, verse 11. And it says, Now the Berean Jews were of more noble character than those in Thessalonica, for they received the message with great eagerness and examined the Scriptures every day to see if what Paul said was true. And I think this is a verse that we forget about sometimes. Because on a Sunday morning, we have either Ed up here bringing a lesson or Brother Javon's up here bringing a lesson. And we have come to just kind of take things at face value. And we just kind of assume that whatever Javon has to say has to be true. Whatever Aaron has to say has to be true. Because they're preaching that day. They're bringing the word that day. But sometimes we forget that we need to be going back to the scriptures and making sure that the things that we are hearing are true. And I think that sometimes that gets lost. And I think that sometimes when we make decisions, we're not keeping the scripture in mind. I, I read a, an interesting story the other day, and it was a story about a man who felt like he was being called into missionary work. Nothing wrong with that. That very well may be what God had in store for him. He had placed on his heart that he was to do missionary work. Nothing wrong with that. That's a great idea. However, this man seemed to think that in the process of doing missionary work, that God was telling him to leave his faithful Christian wife to go do missionary work, that he was to divorce her. Not because of a scriptural reason. We know there are scriptural reasons for divorce, but because he felt like that God was calling him to do missionary work by himself not to take his wife with him, not to have his wife at home supporting him, but he felt like he was to leave her. Now, we know that that doesn't line up with Scripture, so that probably wasn't what God was telling him to do. God may have been telling him to do missionary work, but we know that God was not telling him to leave his faithful wife so that he could go do missionary work. So we need to make sure that when we're making decisions that it lines up with Scripture, because again, if it doesn't, then we know that that's not really an open door from God, that that's something else or something that we've kind of cooked up on our own, such as the guy that we were just talking about. So, the third one, prayerful consideration. Philippians 4, 6. This is a very, very common, common, common verse, right? We all know that 
This is probably one of the first verses that you memorized when you were a kid in Sunday school. Or maybe when you became a Christian, it was probably one of the first ones that you, that you memorized. And it's all about how we're not supposed to worry about things. We're not supposed to make decisions on our own. We're supposed to pray about everything. Now, you know as well as I know, this is easier said than done. Right? It's super easy to say, oh, just pray about it. Don't worry about it. Just pray about it. Which is great. That's exactly what we should be doing. However, it's a lot easier said than done sometimes. When I, when I received the, the job offer to come here, we prayed a lot about this because we couldn't decide. I, I kept thinking to myself, really, God, now? Because that's how I talk to God sometimes. It's not always formal. It's not always a prayer. Sometimes I just, really, God, now? And that's exactly what I was saying to God as I was saying, if this is what you would have me to do, then why would you put me in this position now when I'm going to be forced to leave my wife and my baby at home and drive back and forth five and a half hours twice a week. But it took a lot of prayer. And I think that, that we need to, and, and I know that for, even for myself sometimes, this is an area of my Christian life that I struggle with, is I need to go to God more in prayer. And I need to seek his counsel and seek his will and his desire and his knowledge. And we do that through prayer. So I want to urge you that when, you, when you're trying to make these decisions and when you're trying to decide if this open door is truly from God or not, is to pray about it. Talk to him about it. He already knows what's on our minds. He knows everything. He doesn't need us to tell him things. He doesn't need us to ask for things. But he wants to have a relationship with us. He wants you to come to him when things are on your heart, when things are on your mind. He wants to talk to you about it. And we do that through prayer. And what an awesome opportunity that that is, that we can go to God, our Father, the creator of the universe, and talk to him. It's pretty awesome. And I think sometimes we forget just how awesome that is and that he truly wants to have a relationship with us. Number four, the door makes you utterly dependent on him. John chapter 15, verse five. And again, this is a very common one. I am the vine, ye are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. So if we can do it on our own and we don't need God's help, that may not be an open door from God. Because again, he wants us to have a relationship with him. He wants us to be with him. He wants to walk with us every step of the way. So if this door doesn't make you depend on God, then it's probably not from him. When I took the position here at Mission Viejo, it was a leap of faith. I didn't know what was going to happen. Was this going to damage my relationship with my wife because I was gone so much? Was this going to damage my relationship with my son because I was going to be away from him so much? Thankfully, neither of those two things happened, but I didn't know. I had to be dependent on God that if he was opening this door for me, that this is truly what he wanted me to do, that he was going to make it work out, not only for the benefit of myself, but for the benefit of my family as well. Because again, he's not going to open a door for me that's going to damage my family. He's not going to open a door for me that's going to separate me from him. He's going to open a door that causes me to grow closer to him, to grow closer to my family. So again, if it doesn't make us dependent on him, if it's a rogue operation that you can totally do on your own, it may not be from God. 
The next thing we're going to look at is the door opens by itself. All right, let's be honest for just a second. How many of you guys have walked right up to an electric door that didn't open and walked right into it? I have. <laughs> I have. I've done it. The store was closed. I didn't realize that. I walked right up to the door expecting it to open, right? And what did I do? I literally ran into the door. I'll admit it. I'm kind of a dork. You guys already know that. I literally walked face first into a door. And if you guys are all honest, we've probably all done it at some point. Or maybe a screen door that you thought was open. <laughs> I've done that too. <laughs> right? But the door opens by itself. Right? So Brother Chuck read a scripture for us, and it's one of my favorite scriptures. And that's that the door opened by itself. Now, here's the thing. Let's talk about those electronic doors. What do we have to do to get those doors to open? Trust. Yeah, trust. Yes, Adam, we do have to trust. But what do we have to do? We have to walk right up to the door. Right? Which is how I ran into the door. <laughs> I probably shouldn't have told you guys that story. But anyway, my point is, you have to take the step to walk up to the door to see if that door is going to open or not. You have to do your part before God does his part. You have to show your faith to have your faithfulness rewarded. And in the scripture that Brother Chuck wrote, that Chuck read, sorry, he didn't write it, um, but the scripture that he read for us what were they doing? The door didn't just open, right? They were praying and worshiping and singing. They were doing their part. Despite the fact that they were in prison, they were still glorifying and worshiping God. They had to do their part, right? Otherwise, he might not have opened the door. Now, Unfortunately for us, it doesn't always happen that way where we get this huge sign from God, right, of an earthquake that opens the door. Now, that was clearly from God. Don't you wish that all of our decisions were that easy? Don't you wish when you're trying to decide, do I take that new job or don't I, that God sends this huge sign that says, yes, take the job, which is what he did in the prison, right? He opened the door and said, yes, go. But unfortunately, it doesn't always work that way for us. So we have to have the faith to walk right up to the door to see if it's going to open or not. One of the things that Lizzie and I spent a lot of time talking about when we were wrestling with this, because we wrestled for this for, for two months-ish before we made a final decision, we decided we're going to keep walking towards the door until God closes it. And what I mean by that is, can I find a place to stay that doesn't break the bank because we're still paying all of our bills in Phoenix? Can we logistically work it out while our car actually survived the trips back and forth and back and forth and back and forth? Will I be able to dedicate my time to this youth ministry and still dedicate the time to my family that I need to? So we decided we're going to keep walking towards this opportunity until God closes the door. And we walked right up to it. And until the day I got here, I still didn't know, did I make the right decision? Did I do the right thing? Was this really from God? Or was this my idea because I wanted to be in ministry? That I just jumped on an opportunity without knowing was this truly from God? So we have to do our part. Before that automatic door opens, you've got to walk right up to it. And hopefully not into it. But you walk right up to the door. 
to see if that door is going to open for you or not. And if it doesn't, then guess what? It's probably not from God. If he puts stumbling blocks in your way, it's probably not from God. If I couldn't find a place to stay, if I didn't have a reliable car, if Lizzie couldn't find a job in Southern California, that may have been God saying, hey, this is not what I have in mind for you. But he didn't. So that's how I knew this was an open door from God. But you've got to start walking towards it and say, God, if this is what you would have me to do, then open the door. But you have to be prepared for, God, if this is not what you would have me to do, close the door. And we have to accept that, right? When God closes the door. Because unfortunately, the doors that we want to open are not always the ones that open. The decisions that we want to make are not always the decisions that end up happening. But we don't know until we walk towards it to make that decision. The second thing is, it's all-consuming. And this comes from Jeremiah chapter 20, verse 9, and it says, But if I say, I will not mention his word or speak any more in his name, his word is in my heart like a fire, a fire shut up in my bones. I am weary of holding it in. Indeed, I cannot. Now, just to give you a little backstory on this, and I, we could do a whole other lesson on this, but we won't. Because again, my wife will kill me if this goes too long. This was God saying to Jeremiah, I want to use you as a prophet of God. And Jeremiah saying, no, I'm too young. I can't. Not me, God. I'm not ready for that. This is not the door that's opening for me because I'm not ready for that door to open for me. I haven't taken the step up and stepped on the pad for the door to open. He's saying, God, I can't. But then what does he say? I love this. He says, I am weary of holding it in. Indeed, I cannot. So he was basically saying, look, I can just not talk about God. I can just not share the gospel. And then he says, actually, no. When I get right down to it and I'm honest with myself, I can't. I can't. And I used to drive my wife crazy because I worked sales jobs for 12 years. And for at least eight of those years, I was praying to God to find a way to put me into full-time ministry. It was all consuming for me. It's all I wanted. How was your day at work? It was okay, but it wasn't what I wanted to be doing because I wasn't doing what I felt like God was calling me to do. So for me, it was all consuming. It was all I thought about. It was all that I wanted. And I applied for a few positions that didn't work out. Those were not God opening the door for me because God wanted me to be here. And I believe that, and I know that now. And when I look back, I can see the reason I didn't get the job that I really, really wanted was because that wasn't the door that God was opening for me because he wanted to open a door for me here. And I'm very thankful that God did that because there's no place I'd rather be than right here. And I firmly believe that God put me here for a reason because he wants to use me here. And I'm very thankful for that. But it was all-consuming for me for a long time. So, number seven, it's lawful. And I think this one is kind of an obvious one, right? So, in Romans chapter 13, verse 2, Consequently, whoever rebels against the authority is rebelling against what God has instituted. And those who do so will bring judgment on themselves. Guys, Jesus never 
broke the law. So if that open door is illegal, it's not from God. If you're saying, I'm desperate, I need to feed my family because my family is going hungry, so I'm going to go steal money. That's not from God. Because God's never going to ask us to do something that's unlawful, that goes against his word, that goes against his scripture, and we're told that we are to follow the laws of the land. And we have to do that. So, how do we know? And how do we decide when we have that open door how do we decide if it's from God? And these are just a few things to remember. There are no easy answers. Guys, sometimes we're going to struggle with these things for days, for months, sometimes for years. So we have to be patient, right? We have to be patient. There's no easy answer to these questions. Unfortunately, like the story of the earthquake, God doesn't usually make it that obvious what he has in mind for us. And sometimes I think that's by design. I think in my case, God said, look, I'm going to open this door for you, but I'm going to make you work for it. I'm going to make you spend seven months driving back and forth, five to six hours at a time, to prove to him that this is where I wanted to be and this is what I wanted to do. So we have to be patient. We have to trust that God wants what's best for us, right? God works all things together for the good of those who love him, right? So we know that he has what's best in mind for us. And even though sometimes that doesn't make sense, God, I really wanted that job. Why didn't I get it? God, I really needed that raise. Why didn't I get it? God wants what's best for us, and he wants us to be happy, and he's always going to take care of us in one way or another. So we always have to remember that, that maybe even if he closes that door for you, God still wants what's best for you. And it doesn't mean that he's closing the door. It means he's got something even better in mind for you. And we have to be faithful on our end to know that and to know that he has something better in mind for us. Don't try to kick down the doors that are locked. How many of us have done that? I've done it, right? You keep trying to do something and you keep running into roadblocks or you keep running into stumbling blocks, but we just keep doing it over and over and over again because that's what we want, but that's not necessarily what God wants. So sometimes we have to learn that wasn't an open door from God, and I'm just going to walk away from it and move on. Pray about it. Again, we talked about this earlier. We've got to pray. We've got to go to the Heavenly Father. We've got to ask Him for what we need. We've got to tell Him what's on our hearts and minds because He wants to have that relationship for us. And the stronger our relationship is with Him, the more clear you'll find that you see these things. And again, it's not always obvious. And seek wise counsel. Seek people that know more about it than you do. Seek people that are farther along in their faith than you are. But seek people who will give you the straight answer. We talk a lot in youth group about having accountability partners. And this goes for the older folks too. And by older, I mean above youth group age, right? If you don't have an accountability partner, you need to have one. Now, if you have a spouse who's faithful, perfect accountability partner. But let's say you don't. Then you need to have a friend or a mentor or somebody that you can turn to that's going to hold you accountable and give it to you straight. Hey, brother. Hey, sister. You're messing up. You need to stop. 
And they're going to do that same thing for you that you're going to do for them because we keep each other on the right track. We talked earlier about small groups. Perfect example. To share with others what you're struggling with and to help them with the things that they're struggling with. So seek wise counsel. People who are going to tell it to you straight. People who are always going to point you back to God. (coughs) Excuse me. So again, how do we know if doors are open from God? The bottom line is we don't know, but there are certainly things that we can do to try and figure out, are those doors open from God or is this something that I'm moving towards on my own? Will you go with me to the Father in prayer? Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for this beautiful Lord's Day, and we thank you so much for this opportunity that we have to come together in this place and just to worship you with songs, prayer, and just to spend some time in your word. Heavenly Father, just help us as we move forward. Help us to always seek you and your plan and your will. Help us to really look at these open doors to determine, is this an open door from you or something that's of my own accord? And help us to always seek your counsel and to seek out others who will help us move closer to you. Heavenly Father, as we get ready to leave this place today, we just are so thankful that we have this opportunity to come together. We're so thankful for all these people here who we love and we care about and who help us to just always point back to you. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for all that you blessed us with. Thank you so much for all that you've done for us and that you continue to do for us. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Every Sunday morning when we come together, we have an opportunity. In just a moment, Brandon's going to lead us in a song. And maybe you haven't accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. We have the baptistry ready. It's filled up. It's even warm. If you've never given yourself If you've never given your life to Christ and been buried in baptism for the remission of your sins and received the gift of the Holy Spirit, I want to urge you to do so this morning. Tomorrow's not promised. There's no reason to leave here today not in a right relationship with Jesus Christ when you have an opportunity to make that right. Maybe you are a Christian and you've fallen away and you want to come back to Jesus this morning. You have an opportunity to come down and we'll pray for you and we'll talk to you and we'll help you get back on the right path. You have a a whole body of Christ here in Mission Viejo that only wants the best for you, that will love, love on you, that will pray for you, and help you get you back to where you need to be. If there's anything at all that we can do for you or any way that we can pray for you, I want to invite you to come down together as we stand and sing. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch 